Ace Hipstar, Ashima out wide. Stella Magic's making late headway back nearer the inside. Miss Hipstar and also Ashima from Stella Magic. Miss Hipstar in front from Ashima, Stella Magic. Miss Hipstar's in front near the line, punch out Miss Hipstar. Here's Private Eye emerging down the outside for the back to Kukaracha. Apache Chase a length and a half clear. Working home, Private Eye between them, Kukaracha. It's Apache Chase and Private Eye. Private Eye the outside grabs the lead away from Apache Chase, Kukaracha, and it's Private Eye. Late Nick and Nova, likewise Panino down the outside, trekking. Nick and Nova flashing through late Vega one. Nick and Nova's grabbed the lead. Nick and Nova! Welcome to Briz Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show brought to you by puntingform.com.au and topsport.com.au, Australia's biggest betting bookie. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by Johnny McLeod from MacBet and the Windsor Weasel, Tommy Turbo Henjack himself. How are you guys? Good, mate. Real good. Yeah, good, thanks. Enjoyed uh, a good three days in the chat room on the live stream. It was very enjoyable. Exactly. Uh, we've uh, we managed to scrape out uh, a small loss and uh, you know a little bit of uh, self-respect, but uh, it was a tough three days at the Bull. I tell you what, it's the freshest I've ever been pulling out of uh, the Warnable Carnival. Uh, very safe here in South Melbourne. There'd be some wounded sore heads. So hopefully this video can uh, find people on the way back in the car or picking themselves up for the racing this week. It's uh, it's amazing racing all around the country, Caulfield, Moorville. There's the Gosford meeting that's underwater. We've already recorded the Bet Doctor show, so make sure you check that out. We did a live show there, but I tell you what, it's all about Briz Vegas. The carnival's starting to heat up, and, and these guys last week... You heard it on the intro. It was absolutely sensational. We previewed four races, got three right, and it was only Garibaldi we, we missed out on. So seeing him like beach balls early, and uh, I reckon we uh, we call up the replay of the one that we've missed out on, and that was uh, Garibaldi. And uh, maybe I'll pose a question to you, Johnny McLeod. Uh, what was Michael Rod thinking? He's in the black with the uh, white sleeves out the back. Why didn't he just pull out to the outside? Yeah, he sort of had to make make a decision there you know the only problem is is that you know i, I always say in slow run races you've got to look for runs because you can't you can't you know you know you can't run a section to get down leaders in a soft uh, soft pace now he actually nearly did so it was a miracle run and it was an unbelievable run but um I, I i think he sort of was when he went to the inside the first go he just didn't he probably didn't wait long enough i would have mm. thought he sort of he panicked and he sort of thought, oh, I'm in here, I shouldn't be in here, I should be coming out. So we had to make a decision one way or the other. He was a very half-hearted and uh, I think that's what probably cost him the race. I think he would have, if he would have um, said, okay, I'm coming out, he wins. And if mm. he goes in, he probably doesn't win. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have blamed him completely just because of my thoughts about slow pace, you know, races. You've got to look for runs, you know, fast run races. You've always got to come out. You can't. You can't look for runs in fast run races because all the all the uh, the horses that have gone hard in front come back in your lap. So, you know that that's that's my rule with with, um, with pace and mm. telling the what to do when there's speed on, not speed. Yeah, with all that uh, rain around, there's plenty of kickback on the Eagle Farm surface. How do you think the track will recover? Big carnival coming up. As John said last week, um, they have been doing a bit of verde drain, so. With all the rain, it really loosens up the turf. Um, I think over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be really hard for horses with um, with a turn of foot to um, really make up ground. That's how I'll probably be playing it. And uh, what about the horses to follow from uh, from last weekend? I thought Vega 1 was a really 
good good run. I think he did more than most people expected. Uh, Johnny McLeod, have you got a horse to follow for the carnival off uh, from that meeting? Probably. It, it's a bad meeting to actually make a comment on too much. You know, Garibaldi went like a bomb. But just because of the way um, the rain came and it just pissed down, you know, about race four or whatever it was, it was just terrible. And uh, so it was very hard to to get a handle on the sectionals and lots of stuff and what, what they've actually run. So it's a matter of whether you've got confidence in, in those sectionals. Um, if you have, well, then uh, Garibaldi's gone like a bomb. Miss uh, mm. it's a horse that I think um, it's won a thousand metre race, which I don't think it's a thousand metre horse on tight. You know, he's probably, she's probably going to get 12, 1400 metres. Um, and she's one that's going to just keep on improving. She's probably, she's probably been better than them so far just because she's been more mature than the rest of the two-year-olds, but, and they're going to catch up on it. But uh, at the moment, she's still a big bull of the mare, you know, a filly. So uh, I, I think she's going to keep on improving. Mm, and what about you, Turbo? Horse to follow from the weekend? Uh, yeah, Garibaldi's probably the obvious one, but maybe one at a bit of odds next prep. Um, Cucaracha, it's comeback gelded, um, second up on the weekend in a really fast run race. Um, I think it can improve. It's last 200 was solid enough to follow it up in distance next start. Mm. Okay, Cucaracha from Turbo there. And uh, this week we're off to the Gold Coast for Holland Dale Stakes. How's uh, the track likely to play this week, guys? And what about the weather up there? I see uh, Johnny's got the uh, the jumper on and you've got a bit of a sniffle, Turbo. The weather's changed. Yeah, um, so the Gold Coast, the last couple of meetings, the rail's been well out and it's been playing very leaderish. Um, we had a fair bit of rain, I think it was either yesterday or was it Wednesday? Um, Wednesday. It must have been Wednesday, yeah. So it's probably going to uptreat it as probably like a soft seven. They'll definitely be um, cut out of the ground and expect them to be coming probably five off the fence down the middle. I expect them to be staying away from that inside pad of ground, mm. even though it is back in the true. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to have a look at four races today. We're going to have a look at the gold market and the Ken Russell, the Hollandale Stakes. There's plenty of familiar horses up from the uh, the southern states there, and many of those, uh, I'm surprised, aren't in the retirement barn. But uh, the Gold Coast Guineas is another race we're going to have a look at. This show is brought to you by punningform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. You can actually buy your raw data, and you can plug that into your models as well. So make sure uh, if you're betting in Bris Vegas, uh, punningform.com.au will give you that data. Up next, we're going to talk gold market and the Ken Russell. Welcome back to Briz Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. The boys were on fire last week, so it's time to look at the gold market. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen. Racecourse Road is the favourite, 390. Stampy, 650 into 480. Wisdom of Water, 550. Baller, surprisingly, has been $10 into 750. Scolopini, $9. And Passage of Time, 950. We've got Tommy Henjack and Johnny McLeod from MacBet Racing to preview these races. And uh, the gold market, uh, the replay we're going to show here is Stampy in the red and the white, sle- the white stripes with uh, the black sleeves and cap. Talk us through this one, lads. Yep. Um, so, Stampy, this is out of last week's Group 2 victory stakes, the one with the black cap, as you said. Um, what I liked about this run was it showed that it's up to this level. It has returned in good order, and it also handles the wet, um, which is what we're going to see at the Gold Coast on the weekend. Mm. 
Um, this looks a hot run 1,200 metres in my opinion. You've got Capital Connection who can push forward. Boom Sara first up with the blinkers on, the stable mate, and the leader should be Racecourse Road. So I think you'll be looking for a horse that can get over 13, 1,400 metres and sustain a long kind of run. And I think the horse that fits the bill there is Stampy. Um, the only kind of question mark in my mind is they've gone the quick backup after 120 days off, which is you don't see very often, but um, drops down to 54 kilograms here with um, Craig Williams on board. Um, should be able to slot in midfield and be stronger slate, I think. Mm, looking at the punting form speed map that you guys have provided for us, looks a ton of speed here. And uh, a few of uh, the, I guess, the southern state followers will notice a horse, Wisdom of Water. I thought he was an interesting runner. He's got a really good record at the Gold Coast, and uh, he was pretty good in Sydney, I thought, against the stronger horses. What are your thoughts, Tommy? Yeah, I was. It was probably one I was keen to be against. I thought it was pretty disapp- was okay first up, and then disappointing second up. Um, the interesting kind of thing here is Capital Connection was first up the other day at 1,200, which was a really fast run race. Um, gets the two and a half kilo weight swing on Racecourse Road, and you'd think being a Golan runner would take um, suitable improvement out of that run. So wasn't sure there'd be too much between them and the market. Um, yeah, it was very strange. Mm, Racecourse Road looks uh, very, very short indeed. So Stampy uh, is the pick from Tommy Turbo, and I'm going to uh, forgive Wisdom of Water one more start. Let's have a look at uh, Race 5. Oh, sorry. Race four, um, to, uh, the, um, is Boomsara's uh, stablemate to Stampy? Yeah. So Boomsara, he's going to have to make a decision from that wide gate. He might put some pressure on Racecourse Road, which is going to spread them out a little bit. Capital connection showing speed, which is going to allow Stampy to slide in and behind them. So, you know, there could be some little bit of a tactics here, or which you surprised that they don't use some sort of tactics to help Stampy out. And um, and also with uh, what you're saying, Scoot, about Vega One going right the other day, well, mm. I think Stampy and Vega One were probably on on level weights, if not, um, and Stampy, just not sure. It was a weight for age race, and um, yeah. and now. You know, he probably went just as good as Vega One in that race, but he got stopped. So you put Vega One in on Stampy's weight here, it'd be nice and short. So mm. uh, you know, there's a few little pushes and shoves for Stampy. Yeah, but you know, Tom, you know what you're saying about Stampy backing it up, sick, you know, straight away in a week. That, that's a, that's horrific. You know, mm. I hate that. But so it's a bit of a you know, you go, you take two steps forward and one step forward, one step back. But um, you know, with this type of horse, but you know, if it, if you give it one more week or had another week under his belt, it'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's fascinating to see how he'll uh, recover from that Eagle Farm surface. But um, Craig Williams is a nice little jockey change for Justin Huxville, which was probably just a victim of circumstances last up. But yeah, he definitely got stood yeah. in his head. If you go back and watch that replay, yeah, it'd be fascinating. I don't uh, don't mind the team riding. Don't mind uh, when they throw in uh, throw in a couple of spanners into the works. But uh, let's have a look at the Ken the Ken Russell Memorial. Uh, we've got the odds up on the screen, courtesy of Topsport.com.au and Ranch Hand. There's an early scratching, but it's still been three forty into two sixty. We've got Mister Larrabee six fifty, Subterranean seven dollars, Debussy six. Oh, sorry, eight fifty, Baby Wong nine fifty, and Dovetail Diva eleven dollars. The replay you guys have uh, asked us to call up here is Dovetail Diva. It's in the light blue, dark blue sleeves and cap. Take us away, Johnny. 
Yeah, let's dovetail Diva second now. But what we didn't see prior to that was it was three and four wide, and he was going to stop, start, and going back, and then then he had to work around to the set to second. Now he's um you know he's done a bit of work to get there, and now he's trying to knuckle down and get down the leader unit. The leader come out I think and won a race straight after it. I know this is only a maiden, but he put his head down. They put plenty of cash on it this day, and he's a nice horse, a big nice fight. Um, it's just a matter of where he goes to from this gate. Um, but I like the horse. I, I don't think this race is, is uh, that that good. Did you say that um, Ranch Hand's not coming, or is it scratched? Or did you say no, something that's no? It's just been um, it's been back to three forty into two sixty. Yeah, well, he's a horse that you know, like last time he was here, he, he was um, I think he was lame, and he had he pulled his head off a little bit in behind him and and he chased and then all of a sudden something got him down now i i think he's i think he looks like more of a 1400 meter horse for each end um but he's going to get into a nice spot um but 260 short enough you know but i was just looking for something wide with dovetail diva and hopefully he can um just you know maneuver into into about midfield three wide with a bit of cover you know that's the that's the question mark whether he can do that. The only problem that I've got here is that um, what you're saying earlier, Tom, is that I, I think I think leaders are going to go pretty good here. They're all going to get away from the inside. They're going to be spearing out to that five to seven lane. It's going to make horses um, back in the field come on the inferior ground, switching back to the inside, or even coming wider. And um, we've seen this track play very leaderish a while ago on a wet track um, they, but they all got out to the middle and it was very hard to make ground and it could be the case here again if they all spear out there you know it's going to be a very sticky gluey track mm. and uh you know it's going to take away from the horses that have got to turn a foot and you you sort of want a horse that can really grind it out up on speed and keep on whacking away whether that's the case with dovetail diva I, you know it was 25 to 1 when i was thinking i had a nice hope yesterday morning it's in the 12 now um i uh you know 12s it's that's about the price i've got it so mm, interesting yeah so we want a nice positive ride and the guys are expecting that uh the inside to chop out a bit uh throughout the day we're going to take a short little break and preview the hollandale stakes and the gold coast guineas next and if you're having a bet this weekend make sure you bet with topsport.com.au they've been in the game for 35 years bet with a bookmaker you can trust bet with topsport.com.au Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the Windsor Weasel, Tommy Turbo Henjack and Johnny McLeod. They're, uh, they're zipping through the races here and are on fire last week, so make sure you uh, take note here. We've got the Gold Coast Guineas, the 1,200-metre race for three-year-olds. Mark it up on the screen now, courtesy of topsport.com.au. We've got Simply Fly, 440, Marbusha, 480, Lord Olympus, $5. Rocketing Buy has been the mover, $60-$5. Immortal Love, $8.50. Kishikano, $9. And Amish Boy, $9.50. That rounds out the major chances there. But uh, the replay the guys have asked here is Marbusha. You'll see her in the green with the white sash, and she's got the big white baldy face out uh, wide, just hooking around the back of them here in the white cap. Talk us through this. Yeah, he's sort of two from the outside now, uh, the green, the white cap. What I liked about him here, he was wide. Um, I don't think it was too bad to be a little bit wide, but 
Um, he just kept coming. He's a very strong horse. Um, just knuckled down, put some horses that go okay, you know, better horses than what we've got here. And he's just strong. He's just that just keeps on coming. So I thought he's not. It was a nice run. The question mark here is um, just what Vern does. Um, you know, he's a he's a bit of a map guy, uh, Jim Vern, um, or he used to be. Uh, so he's going to know that there's not a lot of speed on here, um, and if he can get around to, you know, fourth, he's just got to go forward. But I keep on sort of reiterating about this track. You know, you, you just don't want to be too far away. Um, you now, if he if he sort of comes out a bit negative, well, then all of a sudden he's going to be midfield, maybe a touch worse and wide, and he's out of play. So I'm just hoping he goes forward a little bit and um, just puts some sort of pressure on the horses inside him, and they might sort of relent. He'll relinquish the lead and get up there. So um, I, I think uh, he's got a nice chance because he's a big, strong horse and just keeps on coming. Mm, this is uh, the market. Uh, we've got Simply Fly from uh, Toowoomba, Rexlip Train. It's the favourite. And Rocketing Buyers the one, been the one they've had, but the form lines are from everywhere here. You've got Melbourne horses, Sydney horses colliding, uh, Kiss Yukano. Yeah. Like it's it's one at the track a few times. It looks like a nightmare to me. I definitely uh, won't be playing until really late into this one. It looks a raffle. What about you, Turbo? Any thoughts here? Yeah, um, the main lead-up's the Mick Dittman plate, which was two weeks ago at Doom, and there was a really slow tempo there, and that's where we saw Lord Olympus kind of carve a passage between them. What was a bit of a miracle, I think. Um, yeah, I thought the DF would be potent here. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mind Johnny's pick. Um, my boosher, and I was kind of... Look, if Amish Boy had drawn a gate, I'd be absolutely all over it. Um, Bowman didn't give it much of a chance last start in the Arrowfield, which is a much stronger form reference, went back to the inside, which was the inferior ground. But, yeah, from gate 14, not really sure where he gets to. Mm. He, uh, he's got a couple of good rides, Giant McNeil. He, uh, he's got his work cut out for him from that wide gate, though, that is for sure. Make sure you uh, check out MacBet on uh, Twitter. You can follow their uh, their yard mail and get the uh, up-to-date yard perspective from Johnny. We saw him in action on the Bulldozer live stream. I think every race that he talked about, he uh, previewed uh, two or three races for us and found the winner in all of them. But uh, get his uh, yard mail at MacBet Tips on, uh, on Twitter there. So uh, we're going to kick across now to the Hollandale Stakes. It's an 1,800-meter wait for age encounter and it's uh, got the odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen now and Avilius has been the one they've backed early six dollars into 480 melody bell seven dollars 50 stars has been nine into 850 also a bit of money there homesman 950 shared ambition eleven dollars and uh, there's plenty of familiar faces there in the hollandale stakes but uh, the replay yeah uh, we're going to play here is Avilius last start in the godolphin blue talk us through this one tommy yeah, so this is a um, – I'm pretty keen on Avilius here, the big A. Um, <laughs> the Doncaster, he was probably – look, he was chasing horses with 50 kilos on their back and Mugger 2, who's got to be one of the best horses in Australia going around right now. I just really like um, him at weight for age here. I think he's actually going okay. The first two runs, this preparation were absolute dynamite and he gets his, the um, four weeks off going into this. Um, Parody, Homesman, Triptonic, um, they'll push the speed here around the bend, um, look to slacken it off. So you, he won't naturally want to be too far back, but I think he can blend in about um, midfield and look, he's got a really good turn of forward, loves Sting out of the track. And look, if there's a 
jockey in Australia where you want vigor late to get the most out of a horse that might have a bit of a think. It's Nashville Willis. So I think he's going to suit Avilius down to the ground. And I thought $5 was pretty generous in my opinion. Um, he met Zaki there in the Doncaster, so gets a weight swing. And yeah, I think Mr. Seawolf is also a rough chance from gate one. I think he'll be, once they slacken off that speed, he'll be able to sneak a run up the inside, make some cheap ground. And he's got the same platform here from when he came second in 2019, coming from the 1500 meter Rose Hill Doncaster prelude, 35 days off with a tick over trial um, up to the 1800. Admittedly, that was a weaker race two years ago, but I think he's some um, knockout chance at $21 or whatnot. Mm, what about you, Johnny? This looks a complete raffle to my eye. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, uh, you know, the only thing with Ons, I forget about a Phyllis, is, he, is um, uh, a blast from the past. You know, like if he was the same horse that he was two years ago, he could, he could, he could probably be slow out by three or four lengths and still beat these. You know, he's just, you know, he, back then he was just a freak. Um, he just had a really good turn of foot and just uh, put him away a lot of times. So he's going to get back in the field. And um, I just didn't like really that last little bit of his time. You know, you know, you're wanting to, you know, just run through the line a little bit more than what he did. That's yeah, the only yeah. question mark. Um, I thought, I thought Homesman, it was a nice win the other day. You know, he just, he gets up there. He just keeps on batting away and, you know, he'll be able to put some pressure on him early. And he, as I said, he's a one pace and thing that will just keep on grinding. And um, who's going to try to get past him? And, you know, the turn of foot horse is a Billis and maybe even 50 stars, but 50 stars is going to have to go back from the gate and give him a start as well. And Holmesman's going to be up there whacking away. So I'd probably lean towards the three if, if I was sort of, you know, forcing my hand. But she's a tough race as well. Mm. I'd be, uh, I'd be probably the same way. I thought he was really good in the Australian Cup. Nice little let up, and he can uh, pick off a couple of these races up here. I think he, he'd definitely be the way I'd be leaning. As I said, Jai McNeil's got a little, uh, good little uh, book of rides there, and I think uh, he wouldn't be worth. Uh, oh, he'd be probably worth a bet in the Jockey Challenge markets. Also, not really market I play in too often, but uh, let's have a look at the. I scooped the other day with Nick and Over. You've killed him. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, the wet tracks seem to uh, suit me, but uh, I got a little bit lucky there and the uh, the seas parted and uh, yeah, for a moment there when he was sort of hung up along the fence, I thought, oh, here we go again. He's got heaps of horse. Let's just uh, find some clear ground. But uh, there was a little bit of money around for him and, yeah, some of it was mine, but uh, I was buoyed by the confidence from uh, from all the winners that you tipped me. So it's uh, it's going to be a uh, great meeting up at the Gold Coast and the, uh, the Winter Carnival. There's just lots of set-up jobs, so these guys know what they're talking about, so make sure uh, you take plenty of notes. Let's have a look at the Top Sport big bets here. We've got the Gold Coast Guineas as the uh, the first one rocketing by. We've already spoken about this horse, 1000 at six. And the other big one there is the Hollandale Stakes, a uh, thousand at nine fifty on uh, fifty stars, a horse that plenty of you guys will be familiar with. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how William Pike adapts to uh, the racing up in Queensland. And we sort of spoke about uh, this a couple of weeks ago on our show, Bet Doctor. And uh, I noticed that you put in a little bit of a barb to uh, DK to rev him up. Who would you have riding for your life, Johnny McLeod? You threw in a barb, Ryan Maloney. I know you were taking the absolute piss out of DK, but um, I think uh, Tommy Turbo touched on it too. A lot of our uh, viewers mentioned Nashville Willer. I know that uh, Johnny McLeod has tipped up uh, Spirit's Edge with Nash on board, and Mark Zara was another popular one. 
at the moment. Uh, he went down to the Warnable yesterday and just went two from two. But uh, the question for uh, maybe you first, Turbo, who would you have riding for your life? Um, for my life, I'd probably go with an up-and-coming claimant, Kyle Wilson-Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> What? Hey, that's not that's not so silly. I know a good, really good mate of mine who used to be the manager of uh, Mick Dippin at that. And, um, he, uh, when Zach Burton and uh, Michael Wad were coming through the ranks, um, he thinks he's a better jockey than those two. So yeah, wow. it's not a silly comment. You know, when this kid goes good, he's just got to keep a, a, you know his head on his shoulders, and he, and he will be. He will. I oh, will. If Golan grabs him when he comes to town. He's going to write plenty, plenty of winners. What about you, Johnny? Who would uh, who would you have riding for your life? In all seriousness, <laughs> I'd say Nash and Zach. Nash and yeah. Zach. Yeah, I think um, Zach's got a bit of uh, bulldog in him. And uh, and if I if I had to sort of say if I had my cash on and uh, in the past it'd be G Hall mm. because he'd just do anything to win. He'd just be a uh, just get out of my way. I'm coming through. I can never. I'll never forget. Uh, what was that horse that started with them? The blue car. Um, mahogany. Uh, Lloyd's. Mahogany. Mahogany. Holy moly! That's just. Uh, that was terrifying stuff. And he just said, "Okay, I'm coming through. Get out of my way, boys." <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Hopefully uh, Nash is on song on the weekend. And uh, there's a couple of interesting jockey changes. But to recap, uh, I think Tommy's best is uh, Stampy, if he can handle the uh, seven-day backup. And uh, I really like the push that uh, Johnny McLeod gave Mar Boucher. Looks like a bit of a class edge, perhaps, with uh, Mar Boucher. Really hit the line strongly. So big, big watch on the track. And uh, make sure you head to MacBet Racing to uh, check out these guys' action. They are on fire last week. Nailed all, nearly all four races. And uh, I think with a little bit of luck, the boys can uh, find you guys at home. Plenty of winners. Good luck on the weekend, Johnny and Tommy. And thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next week. Off to Brecky. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. That was uh, your second edition of Briz Vegas, and we'll see you back next week for more Queensland Winter Carnival action.